Hello, you're welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from Onshot.net. Episode 50, Scrap Drama. Ireland has a long and proud history of drama. Names that roll off the tongue include John B. King, Brendan Behan, Sean O'Casey and Brian Friel and we seem to punch above our weight in terms of internationally acclaimed actors from the likes of Maureen O'Hara to Saoirse Ronan. Drama is the only literary arts subject in the primary curriculum that's actually a subject in its own right though. Poetry, for example, has to resolve itself as a, a very, very minor player in the English language curriculum. I guess what drama does is it skirts between literary arts and performance arts. So maybe there's an argument that it doesn't fit quite fully into either the literary end of things or the performance end of things. So maybe it deserves its own subject. Well, maybe tell that to the growing spoken word scene in the poetry world with uh, people like Kay Tempest, uh, Sarah Clancy, Holly McNish, Lem Cisse, whose poetry not only relies on what's on the page, but also on the performance. The UK curriculum has long since absorbed the subject of drama into its English curriculum where it sits with other literary arts. And in this episode, I'm going to be arguing that if I were the Minister for Education, I would scrap drama as a subject from the primary curriculum. Hello, hello. Uh, You're very welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from Onshaw.net. It's Simon Lewis here. Now, I don't have very many memories of my time in primary school. And in fairness, it was a long, long time ago. And I've, I think I've spoken in this uh, podcast about a few memories um, that I have of, of, of primary school. And they, and they usually focus on situations where I felt, um, let's say, uncomfortable. And one of my last memories of primary school was uh, one of the most uncomfortable of all. And it involved drama. Now, I don't know about most of you, but my memories of fifth and sixth class were mainly centred around being awkward around the opposite sex. But there was one other memory and it was the end of school performance. Our school rarely did them. Uh, I didn't go to a Catholic school, so there was no such thing as a nativity play every year or anything like that. Um, but um, I recall two of them in my entire time while I was in primary school, that there were two performances that I remember anyway. And the first one was grand because I didn't have a part, um, to be honest with you. But the second one, which I think took place in fifth class, I was given the part of a bar mitzvah teacher. Yeah. Yeah, I, by the way, I went to a Jewish school for, for those of you who are new to a podcast, to this podcast. Now, some of you might think, so that's where his desire to become a primary school teacher stemmed from. That's it. He played the part of a bar mitzvah teacher in his fifth class play. No wonder he went on to become a teacher. And subconsciously playing that part of the teacher in his end of school year play stayed with him all the way into adulthood. And lo and behold, here he is now. Isn't drama the greatest subject in the world? See what it can do for anyone. But sorry to to, to rain on your parade uh, so early in the episode, but um, you might have a look at the title um, again. I'm trying to to scrap drama. Um, 
anyway, yes, my, my, my job was to be the bar mitzvah teacher to a kid uh, whose name was Darren. And he was a year older than me. Um, so um, I, I imagine he was probably making his bar mitzvah that year. And my job was to wear a jumper and a yarmulke. And that's uh, for those of you who uh, don't know your Yiddish. I can't see why not. Uh, for those of you who don't know Yiddish, yarmulke is basically the head covering uh, that Jewish uh, men would wear on their head uh, when they're, uh, well, I mean, depending on how um, observant they are, uh, sometimes they wear it all the time um, and sometimes they just wear it for prayer if they're less. Um, just fun fact for you there, the only time uh, a Jewish person is a Jewish uh, man doesn't wear a yarmulke is when is in bed and on the toilet. But anyway, that's here and there. And my only line anyway, I had to wear a jumper and this yarmulke and my only thing I had to do was, I had one line and it was, don't be scared it's your bar mitzvah. And that was it. Now, the thing is, I'm not sure, I'm not 100% sure if that, that was exactly the line I had to say. It was something along those lines that I I, I had to say, reassure this boy, Darren. Um, do you know, I, it was one line though. But one thing I can assure you uh, of is that I had never, ever dreaded anything more than being on the stage and staring out at a sea of parents and saying that line. Because back then, I didn't really speak that much. Um, if Simon, me, <laughs> age 12, was in school now, I'd probably actually been diagnosed with something. I kind of basically mumbled until I was about 16. Um, and my job was to say this line louder than a whisper, which for me at that time proved very, very difficult. Because back in those days, the way to encourage me was probably, you know, laugh at me or something I don't know that was the way you encourage children those days um but to be fair I don't remember that and I think my teacher was actually lovely and very very encouraging however I'm really really honest it's the only thing I specifically remember about the hall in my primary school apart from two other things um because you see the play uh, that I was in I uh, was had, took place in this hall this multi-purpose room as they're called these days uh, where I had to say this line but I I only remember that I remember the hall and I remember two other things in that hall because it doubled up as a lunchroom uh, for all of our uh, all of our school my, my school is quite small I think there's 120 children if that in the whole school so we all went to the lunchroom for lunch and I remember there was this um I'm just telling you the story for for no reason really whatsoever uh just remember there was this lovely woman called Mora uh, that worked in the kitchen and uh, every day we'd be given a carton of milk and something called a kichel now a kichel is basically a biscuit of some sort and um I decided uh, I just google what a kichel actually is because I just ate them um and what we got actually wasn't a kichel, um, to be honest with you, it was, it was just a biscuit. Anyway, Mora, um, as her name suggests, uh, wasn't actually Jewish, uh, but she'd learned two Hebrew words, uh, one being kichel, and uh, the other which she used to shout all the time when 120 kids from all sorts of denominations got together in a room. It was a Hebrew word, sheket, which basically means be quiet. Um, and I'd like to think it was... Um, I don't know, a uh, contraction of shut the F up, you lot, she, ket. Um, but uh, I don't think it really is. Uh, comparing Hebrew to English is, is probably a difficult thing to do. And I'd like to think she thought them thought that though uh, myself to be honest with you anyway my other memory which isn't particularly interesting was in that hall every morning in secondary school I had to go to a prayer service which I abhorred is probably the strongest word I can use and I remember in sixth year I just decided not to go anymore and I was really surprised when no one actually pulled me up in it and I, I kind of like to think that I'd earned it by being completely compliant until then anyway back to my play the big day came 
and it could have been the evening uh, when this was but I, I was too scared to know who I was um, and I uttered my immortal lines which may or may not have been telling Darren not to worry about his bar mitzvah and my only memory really was hoping that I'd never ever have to do that again and after that I spent the next four years actually dreading transition year uh, I'm, 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 I'm old but I'm young enough to have had transition year because that was the year that uh, did a performance every year uh, in, in the school in the secondary school um, and every year there would be some sort of pantomime kind of thing and the transition year's job was to um, was to do the pantomime um, but as luck would have it I think the teacher either got sick that year or he just didn't think there was a hope in hell that my class would actually be able to pull it off so he didn't actually have to do the play which was which was great uh, from from my point of view so yeah I hated drama all the way through school, even the things that weren't actually specifically drama, like role playing in Guelga, for example. I, I, I kind of recall uh, another moment. It's kind of funny the things you remember as you're talking. I remember we had to learn um, this kind of role play in fifth class. Uh, again, fifth class seemed to be the year of these role plays for me that I remember these things. And it was, <laughs> it was about this like this this man he was like a, and he was basically drunk he was a drunk husband who who liked ishkabaha and he sang and, and and his job was to come in to his house uh to his uh and, and sing oro shedavahawalia in a really slurry voice and i really spent the day knowing this was happening hoping that i wouldn't have to play that part i was actually given the part of mammy uh in a very surprising twist uh but there we go uh i'm kind of starting to question um, as I'm saying this, whether that lesson would actually fly in this day and age. Um, I imagine the teaching council might have uh, had uh, someone hold over the coals about the wisdom of a role play of playing an alcoholic husband fighting with his wife. Yeah, the good old days of uh, when I was in school. Anyway, enough about me and my traumatic childhood. I'm pretty sure that just because I hated drama in school, and to be honest, my worst nightmare is still acting in a play, it isn't really a good enough reason to scrap the subject from the curriculum. Was probably a more effective thing to do is explore the drama curriculum itself. Now, as I said earlier, in the UK, drama is integrated into the English curriculum, so it would make sense to see if we could do the same. And um, the UK curriculum back in my day, um, when I qualified over there, was a very lean uh, beast. Unlike Ireland, where our curriculum books ran into 23 volumes with two books for, each, for every subject. Uh, and uh, if you, um, you could actually use it for, for uh, weightlifting. I mean, it's, it's extremely heavy, the uh, Irish curriculum. Anyway, one other difference between our curriculum and the UK curriculum is that apart from listing the aims and outcomes one wants uh, children to finish at each stage of school, in Ireland we also list the skills they require in each subject, ranging from lower to higher order uh, skills um, and to be fair I think it's actually one of our strengths of our curriculum. Now the drama curriculum book uh, for those of you who haven't seen it lately is a fairly kind of horrible orange colour uh, of around 60 pages in content. It kind of its introduction looks like it was written by a committee uh, from the Arts Council actually uh, of all places and, and this is how it goes. Um, the arts are organised expressions of ideas, feelings and experiences in images, in music, in language, in gesture and in movement. They provide for sensory, emotional, intellectual and creative enrichment and contribute to the child's holistic development. Much of what is finest in society is developed through a variety of art. Now, if I found a more abstract set of sentences that uh, I don't think you'd have to look any further than that. Um, 
it's it's it, it, it's amazing i mean if that was a poem you'd be ripped apart if you were in a poetry group but anyway it, like it is true um you know it, it, except the problem is it goes on um like that's the first paragraph but it goes on for nine pages without saying very much uh, apart from uh, one paragraph uh, which actually describes the purpose of drama in the curriculum so you've nine pages of guff let's say and uh, what it says is the drama curriculum comprises of interrelated activities which explore feelings knowledge and ideas leading to understanding it explores themes and issues creates a safe context in which to do so and provides the opportunities to reflect on the insights gained in the process it draws on the knowledge interest and enthusiasm of the child in drama the child explores the motivations and the relationships between people that exist in real or imagined uh, imagined or historical context to help him or her understand the world the child is encouraged to make decisions and to take responsibility for these decisions within the safe context of the drama so far nothing really for me that couldn't be covered in english irish even history or sphe and it's followed like all this is followed yet by another introduction which this time only focuses on drama, which somehow reads defensively, <laughs> if that makes sense to me. Uh, but maybe that's because of the topic of this episode. I, I'm kind of again, I'm, I'm kind of arguing against drama, so it kind of it reads sort of defensively. And then finally, on page fourteen, we kind of get a broad outline. So it takes fourteen pages to get to the point. A broad outline of the aims of the curriculum. Now I'm going to list them here and make a comment on whether or not they could be integrated somewhere else. I mean, I think that's that's reasonable. So here are the aims of the drama curriculum to enable the child to become drama literate. Okay, that's, I'm gonna, I don't know. There's nothing much to say about that, but let's let's move on. To enable the child to create a permanent bridge between make-believe play and the art form of theatre. I mean, that can be done as a methodology in, in English or Irish, um, in a language. Uh, to develop the child's ability to enter physically, emotionally and intellectually into drama or into the drama world to or, in order to promote questioning empowering and empathic skills now for me that's a rather long-winded saying very very little but the little it says sounds like skills we actually teach in another subject sphe and next one to enable the child to develop the social skills necessary to engage openly honestly and playfully with others now i think that's a very big stretch for drama and again i feel this is sphe territory um, we go on to enable the child to cooperate and communicate with others in solving problems in the drama and through the drama. Look, I think problem solving is more of a skill than anything else and it could be integrated anywhere. And uh, to enable the child to understand the structures and modes of drama and how they create links in play, thought and life. And again, I can't see how this is any like this is different to anything that could be covered in any other literary art subject like poetry, fiction and so on. Um, there's a couple more, just three more here. To enable the child to acquire this knowledge of drama through the active exploration of themes drawn from life uh, and, and so on. Again, it sounds like more of a methodology. To enable the child to begin the process of translating the knowledge of drama into uh, the active, like it goes, it, it goes on again, integrated into English or Gaelga. And finally, uh, to form the criteria of which to evaluate drama text written or performed. Uh, again, that's English curriculum territory here. So, I mean, as you can see, I mean, to me, there's nothing there that couldn't be covered somewhere else. And in reality, to be honest, if we're, if we're all being very, very honest, and, and think about the last time you taught drama specifically, um, but to be honest, many schools have already absorbed it into their English curriculum. Um, 
And this has happened, I suppose, during Rory Quinn's reign as the Minister for Education, where he told schools to increase literacy and numeracy uh, time and decide for themselves which subjects kind of got sacrificed in the in the cull of non-literacy and numeracy. And if you look through the aims of the drama curriculum, there's very, very few there that can't be covered by the oral language strands of the English curriculum. And I think a lot of schools did do that, um, to be honest with you. Um, and integrated a lot of drama into uh, the language or English curriculum. Now, some might argue, sure, why would you be getting rid of a subject anyway? I mean, what harm is actually having drama in the curriculum? Well, I mean, for those of you that didn't know, we have 11 discrete subjects in the primary school curriculum, and we have 25 hours per week to teach them all. Now, 10% of that time is dedicated to religious instruction, which, as you know, uh, I'd banish before I'd banish drama. But funnily enough, I imagine if you played a game of kind of would you rather, um, I don't know if you know that game, uh, I'm sure you know the game, would you rather, I'm not going to explain it, and asked, would you rather banish religion or drama from the curriculum? Well, the answer would depend on who was sitting in the room. I mean, if the parish priest was hanging about, drama would be gone from 99% of the people. Um, most likely the 1% would consist of the parish priest, but that's another day's story. Um, but even if it's just a group of teachers sitting in a room um, without a parish priest in the room, I still think drama would be out the door, um, to, uh, as opposed to religion. And I mean that in kind of 95% of schools uh, rather than the, the, the 5% that don't do religious instruction. Um, anyway, where was I? Yeah, 25 hours is nowhere near enough to teach all of our subjects properly. And let, let's have a closer look. Okay, English and maths take up a good proportion of the hours, which rightly so. Uh, But then you have a situation where SPHE is arguably becoming probably the third most important subject in the curriculum. Um, But it only is given 30 minutes per week, which initially included Stay Safe, RSE, Walk Tall and and the curriculum itself. But it's increasingly being used for other things like internet safety, mental health, well-being, mindfulness, circle time. Um, and and so on. And it's impossible to fit those into the allocated time slot. And as I alluded to just there, there's now uh, emotive subjects, religion, and of course, let's not forget Irish, which I tackled in last week's episode, where I suggested we might uh, spend less time on it, but have specialised teachers teaching it. But between religion and Irish, uh, cover 25 to 28% of the entire week of the curriculum. Drama, by the way, is supposed to get about an hour a week. Now, being perfectly honest, I wonder how many teachers really teach the drama curriculum, as I've said before, without integrating it into another subject. I mean, how many teachers stick it into their Kuntas Misul when they're preparing for their Christmas plays or end-of-year concerts? And unless the teacher is a drama queen or king themselves, most of drama generally gets integrated into the new primary language curriculum. So, I don't know. To me, and I don't, I mean, I, I, I think to be, you know, when we look at the curriculum, drama really is the lowest hanging fruit on a very, very overburdened tree. So it's a really easy one to attack with the pruning tool if you're pruning the curriculum down. And it does kill me a little bit to suggest scrapping an art subject, uh, particularly when we, um, you know, waste so much time on things that we shouldn't be spending time on, like religion uh, in the majority of schools. However, as long as it's integrated properly into the language curriculum, I can see it being taught better than it actually is now. At the moment, it's probably not being taught at all in many schools uh, by many teachers. Um, And if you integrated it into the English curriculum, people seem to take uh, the English curriculum uh, more seriously than the current drama one. Um, I mean, 
if you find me a teacher who's, you know, let's say there's a trip going on in the school, um, you know, you have the morning and then there's a trip, let's say a walk uh, somewhere or they have to go to the church for a service or something like that. Like you find me a teacher who basically says, oh, gosh, um, I better cover drama before we go on the trip. Um, I don't I don't think you'll find too many, but you'll always hear teachers going, well, as long as we cover the English, the Irish and the maths before the trip, we'll be grand. And that's I think that's that's a fair point. Um, people will spend more time on uh, the language curriculum than they will or or see it as more important let's say than the drama one and even during the COVID-19 outbreak um, now I'm recording this in the middle of it you know the the main focus of the government was not on drama um, English maths Irish and SPHE actually uh, were the uh, and PE uh, were the subjects that they highlighted as the most important drama didn't get a look in um, and you know I think when a subject isn't being covered properly and it isn't being covered properly I mean it's 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 kind of that subject that's the lowest hanging fruit that if you forget to teach it or you don't have time to teach it you know no one you're not going to have parents ringing, ringing you up saying hey you're not covering drama um, do you know the thing is it doesn't get taken as seriously and it doesn't get taught properly and that's very bad news for that subject and to be fair to drama it is a subject um, that does teach really important skills but all of those important skills can be integrated into the English curriculum, into a good oral language lesson or even a written uh, lesson or any part of the English or Irish curriculum. And it could be integrated into any other subject. I mean, to be honest, history, geography, anything else, really. But when we take, uh, because we um, take English and Irish uh, much more seriously, we would have to teach those drama skills within English and they would be done rather than it being kind of this low hanging fruit, which isn't taught at all uh, in in some cases anymore, except for the, you know, except for, for, you know, and it isn't even really drama when you put on a play at Christmas or something like that and you just go, that's not real teaching drama. That's learning, a, that's kind of like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, let's say, an equivalent like in music, switching on a, mu- a YouTube video and learning a song and just basically singing along to the YouTube video. It's not really teaching music. Um, it's a very small part of, of teaching the music curriculum, uh, if at all. Uh, but, you know, drama just doesn't get taught properly, um, really. And if it was actually put properly into the English language curriculum, it would get taught properly. So, I mean, I think perhaps by integrating drama well into the English or Irish curriculum in the language, primary language curriculum, basically, the subject could be could be taught better, um, you know, and saved, really. And if we're going to scrap the subject, we actually, by scrapping it, we might make it, we might improve it. And we can probably then start, you know, continue churning out our Pierce Brosnans and Sears Ronans. I don't think they'll be uh, going anywhere anyway. Uh, we just seem to have a very good knack of, uh, of acting as Irish people, which I have, which I, I would suggest has very little to do with the way we teach drama in our schools. But, you know, look, having considered everything here, like, I think, you know, to conclude, if I were the Minister for Education, you know, I think I would scrap drama. Well, that is it for this week's episode, uh, a bit of a shorter one um, around drama. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, uh, please be sure to tune in every Friday for If I Were the Minister for Education. Uh, this podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts, just by searching for um, either onshot.net or um, Onshot's podcast, or If I Were the Minister for Education. And um, if, uh, if if you'd like to, I'd really appreciate you subscribing to the podcast so that each new episode is available to you a little earlier than Friday evenings 
Legends, um, and uh, you can you can get a sneak preview uh, before everybody else does. Uh, please also feel free to review the podcast so others can find it more easily. Um, that's uh, kind of it for me. I I, I was going to say uh, in the episode, you know, this this is me being a bitter uh, fan of poetry, saying poetry should get its subject in its own right if drama gets its subject in its own right. Um, though, you know, maybe maybe I'm just by saying that I, I protest too much. But uh, no, and, uh, to be honest with you, I think I think by integrating drama into English and Irish, we actually will teach it better, to be honest with you. And, and maybe that is the solution. But look, that's it for me anyway for this week. Thanks a million for listening. And we'll catch you again soon. All the best. Bye bye.